We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Friday, the third day of June, year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it's good to see you. How are you today? Healthy and alive. Uh, doing well. This uh, week went flying by, but that's mainly it because it was so short for us. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had the extra day for holiday. It's also a holiday in the UK today. I think it's the uh, the Jubilee, whatever it is you call it, that uh, 70 years of Queen Elizabeth sitting on the throne. Unfortunately, uh, Buckingham Palace has just released a statement. They say that the Queen is not going to make it for the traditional dinner uh, tomorrow at St. Paul's Cathedral in London because she's experiencing some mild discomfort. So uh, she won't be uh, she won't be making it, quite frankly, I think that I think the only reason she's still hanging on, and this is just my guess, I think the only reason she's still hanging on is because she doesn't want Charles to take over. That's my guess, uh, is that. Yeah. I, I also want to poke fun at uh, the UK listeners. Um, you know, here in the United States, we get uh, frustrated when we have a politician that's been in place for 20 years, let alone 40 years, as our current president is closing in on 50. 70 is uh, a bit too far uh, in, in our book. Closest thing we have to that kind of a rule and that kind of a reign, who's unelected, would be Anthony Fauci. Yeah, that's true. And he's been in there since uh, the 80s. So 40 years, 40 years. That's how long he's been in there. I should have said that to Ned the last time he was on when he asked me, he said, how long has Fauci been in there? I said, 40 years. He said, 40 years. I said, yeah. I said, he's the highest paid government employee. Like he makes, I, I think his salary just is his NIH salary, not counting all the pharma thrills and ever frills and what everything else. Well, thrills, yeah. thrills too. Yeah. Not counting yeah. all that stuff. He gets is it like 430,000 a year or something like that. Just in a salary. Just. Yeah. Which it's is twice like, as much it's as the president. Just a, well, it's not twice as much. It's just above the president. It's like 400, 450,000 ish, we'll say. And the president makes 400. Oh, they make 400. I thought they made like two, 230 or something. Hmm. Uh, it's it's 400 because okay. right. uh, you, you remember when the, uh, Biden was saying that the, the tax bracket, uh -huh. it, if you make over 400,000, that's when it kicks in. And it was convenient that it's 400,000 because that's his. Yeah, fair enough. Government yeah. salary. Uh-huh. Yeah. OK. All right. Uh, I don't have a whole lot today, so uh, I suppose we'll just uh, go over what's new and interesting. This was something that I saw yesterday, but we didn't have a chance to talk about it. Um, there's an AI expert that says that parents will be able to choose digital babies in the metaverse over the real ones in the next 50 years. And there was an article, I, I, I want to say it was out of the, the, the Times of London or it was a Telegraph or, or one of those. It was a UK publication. We saw the headline yesterday that will this solve the population problem? Virtual babies, will this solve the population problem? Define solve. Um, that, that, that's the caveat to all of this, because solving the problem, in my opinion, is uh, having each nation producing enough offspring to sustain sustain themselves without any other outside force, if you will. So barring immigration, barring those kind of things, you should be producing enough offspring 
that your nation can continue and then, you know, add in immigration and all those other things. That to me is a solving of the population problem. However, being as this is an elite academic, I'm going to guess that they're meaning more the the Machiavellian uh, version of that, which is we have too many people. We need less people breeding and um, more people uh, taking up the AI stuff, which I thought we already had this in video game form, and it's actually really popular, widely so, if you will, as far as how many people play it. We already have like games like The Sims. That's, that's, a good point. that's essentially raising your own kid, yeah, family, that's a, that's whatever. An expert on artificial intelligence says that within 50 years, parents will opt, as in the parents will choose this themselves, they will opt to have digital offspring that only exist in the metaverse due to concerns over the environment and overpopulation, like everybody's going to think that way by default. Here, here's my question real quick on that. Here's my question. The point you posed, not disagreeing with that, have enough to sustain your population and call it quits. Fine. We should be having 2.3 children in the West as a whole, collectively in the West. We should be having 2.3 children per couple. We're not having that. We're having 1.2. That's not enough. We're already in decline anyway. These people are looking to just uh, accelerate that at, at, at warp speed. Operation Warp Speed, hello. Not making a connection there, just saying. But if you look at our generation, the millennial generation, we lost 68,000 in the last 12 months. That's a little over the Vietnam War over 10 years, to put that into perspective. So uh, what are we actually doing here? And the immigration thing, do I have to tell anybody in Western nations, minus Australia and New Zealand, do I have to tell anybody in Western nations about our immigration issues? Do we want to go there? The open borders? Hell, there are no borders anymore in Western civilization. They're just being torn down. We're being flooded. And we're being flooded by populations of people that are coming from countries where they're having eight to 10 children. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, you're lecturing everybody here about, uh, well, we've got to have less children. You have to have less children because of, uh, the, you know, you got to save the earth. Are you lecturing anybody in any of these other countries? Because I think not. I think not. Do you have any programs going on in those countries to control those population booms? I think not. What about China with their supposed one-child policy? They've got a billion and a half people. How did that work out for them? Of course, they have a terrible demographics problem, to say the least. Same thing with Russia. Russia's got a terrible demographic problem. Hell, Putin, when he uh, when he took over, he uh, I think he legalized bigamy, where you can have, like I think, four wives now just to solve the population problem. I, I don't know if that actually took off over there, but I remember hearing stories about it on RT many, many, many years ago. But a lot of these African countries, they have eight, ten kids. India, they have eight, ten kids. Where's the lecturing about that? Where, where's the, where's the, uh, the all-knowing and and all wonderful uh, United Nations or, or or Klaus Schwab and these these bumbling buffoons? Where are these idiots talking about the population in these parts of the world? They never mention that, do they? I, I think the uh, there is a group, a class of people that will take up and have less kids. It, this, this is actually kind of ironic. Um, in a sense, um, when you look at the demographics a bit and you look at who's having kids, um, if if things continue on a steady pace, politically speaking, and nothing really revolutionary happens, we continue this infighting and whatnot going forward. But there's no real full on takeover of a social credit system or any of that. We, we stay on this ledge that we're on now uh, and it doesn't get any worse. Eventually, uh, conservatives uh, the more libertarian minded, the more free minded 
will actually take the country over again because they're the ones having all the kids uh, here in the United States, at least. So in that sense, I guess, you know, we're, we're prone to take over again, uh, assuming the kids follow the same mindset, uh, barring you're, you're sending your kids to public school. But I, I think the, um, the demographic that is most supportive of Biden right now, the, the white suburban moms, I think they're the ones that will take up the uh, metaverse babies. Oh, because yeah. they're the ones that buy the we're, we're overpopulating, we're we're over, um, you know, too much CO2 over over polluting, you know, those kind of things. They buy those lies. Uh, they've been triple jabbed, quadruple jabbed. They're begging the government to let them jab their four year olds. They, they, they want to experiment on their kids. Um, the ones that they let live, mind you. Uh, they're, they're wanting to experiment on them. I got this the other day. I, I got this the other day. Speaking of that, you've got to hear this. Th this was something that I posted last week, and I couldn't believe it when I actually heard this. Like, this is just, th this is one of those types that you're talking about. Um, I think I played this for you last night privately. This is one of those types you're talking about. This is an actual government announcement. Like, this is a government-funded ad that's funded by the Department of Health and Human Services. Listen to this. We can't wait to uh, either have a vaccine for children under five or for our children uh, to turn five. Um, and I, my son knows that on his fifth birthday, um, if it doesn't come sooner, his fifth birthday will be a, a cupcake and a shot. You hear that? A cupcake and a shot. Yeah. Um, that that just backs up what you were just saying. That's that's the only reason I played it. Yeah, yeah. I, I but I'm I it's it's I ha I have to take a moment because these type of people that are so willing to experiment on their kids is frustrating. It it it, it is and to the point that I was saying that conservatives are the ones that are having most of the kids here in the United States. Um, I, I I don't care which which side you you claim to be on. Kids are innocent. Kids have no, like, they're the collateral damage in all of this. They're the ones that are getting injured in all of this. Yeah, so we're, we're fighting and bickering amongst ourselves in the West uh, for our different ideologies and everything. The ones that we're hurting in, in all of this is the kids. The, the future generations are the ones we're screwing over. Uh, you look at, you look at the, the economy, you look at uh, the, the, the political climate that everything's in, the, the actual literal violence uh, that's going on and, and how we're screwing things up from a law perspective, uh, removing freedoms and everything, that, that's the future we're destroying. I mean, our lives, we, in our lifetime, we may not actually see um, some of the crazy stuff we talk about. It's, it's right there on the cusp. It could happen next year. But at the same time, we have the possibility of, of being able to, to curb this. But the generation that's that's being masked up now, the kids that are coming up, they're they're not being able, to, they're losing out on those formative years when you learn how to socially interact with with fellow peers. They're they're losing out on um, hell. You, you you look at the uh, shooting that happened in Uvalde. How old was that kid when COVID started? He already had a messed up uh, um, family home. You know, mother was a druggie, dad wasn't around, living with the the grandmother. So his life was already screwed up to begin with. He was uh, 16, by the way. For all the dudes out there, you know what it was like being a 16-year-old, having hormones kick in, especially if you were a nerd that was a loner. I mean, if you happen to be one of those, uh, you know how difficult it was. And now throw in COVID. You, you weren't able to interact with people. Your education basically dwindled because, you know, you, you need that interaction uh, at a school setting. 
or at least uh, in a in a homeschooling sense, you need that that pressure of uh, to push you forward to learn, right? You you need that environment for it. We're we're just screwing them over, and then we we have these elites saying the future is to screw them over even more. But that doesn't answer the question, though, does it? Will people opt to have these options? I get what you're saying about all of that. I mean, no, what, the damage has been I done. You, no, I don't think they will either. But the damage that's been done to these up and coming generations. Forget that sick, psychotic woman with the cupcake and a shot. Forget all that stuff. I'm talking about what you were mentioning there, the psychological aspects, the social interactions, the key developmental phases that cannot be repeated. You can't repeat those. If you have a child that grows up and you don't catch it in an early enough phase for a point of critical social development, you cannot make that up. That child will be affected for the rest of their natural lives. Well, all that aside, if you're choosing not to have kids, why are you going to go and have a digital kid? Why do you want the, the responsibility of taking care of a digital kid when you've already made the choice to not have a, a, a real life kid because you don't want the responsibility? Well, this is what the elites... <clears throat> elites. I have to do that every time now, the air quotes. This is what the elites think will fulfill you because you're not going to have what would normally fulfill you. So they have to substitute that with something that they think that you want. Um, I, I, that, that's not, uh, that's not going to be fulfilling. Like, well, no, but they part think of the, it is. part of the, that's the point is they think it is. And they think that that's going to be fulfilling for you, even though we know that it's not, we're living in the real world. They're not. So we understand that these people don't. Yeah. I, I just, there's such a huge disconnect between the elite and the average person. I'm not, I, I don't even like, how are these people intelligent? They, they don't even grasp the basic concepts of life, everyday life. I like how you say, how are these just, people intelligent? <laughs> yeah. That is a good question. But you have to understand how they view people. We've talked before about, um, what was his name? The, uh, the guy from the Club of Rome, Dennis Meadows. We played the clip here before where he was talking about how We've got 7 billion people. We're going to have to bring that down to one. We're going to have 1 billion people. And well, we want everybody to share in the experience. We want it to be a, we want it to be equal, right? That's, and we, we hope that it can be peaceful. How, how sick is that? And I just picked up a book by that guy last night. I didn't, I didn't even realize that he was the guy that wrote it. Uh, he co-authored it with his wife and a couple other people uh, from the Club of Rome. That book is actually posted up on our Telegram page for those that are subscribed to us there. It's called The Limits to Growth by the Club of Rome by uh, Dennis Meadows. Go, go check that out. Get that. That's a free PDF copy. Go get it. Uh, if you have a Kindle, uh, be a great book for you to read. It's only a couple hundred pages. Uh, but in that book, they talk about depopulation, resource shortages, blackouts, these types of things, which we're all hearing now. And we were talking about some of that stuff yesterday. Go ahead. If you don't have a Kindle uh, or, or some device that you, you're aware can read it, um, there's apps for smartphones and whatnot that is an e-reader. So if you don't have, you know, your the whole Kindle, uh, Amazon account, all that, you know, if you don't have any of that set up, you can actually get e-readers, um, from like the, the Google play store and whatnot that will, uh, let you sideload or, um, access files that you download like this. Um, so that, that, that's also an option. So I want to play this clip here of, uh, of what's his name? Uh, your, uh, your Noel Harari, the guy that's the advisor to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. This is to give you an idea of, well, how they see you. I mean, we're not exactly favored by these people, are we? No, I don't think so. What are they going to do with us? That's the question. What are they going to do with us? Or you can put it in ways that I like to think. What are we going to do with them? Because after you hear this statement and how profound this is, 
you can only ask yourself, if you give a damn about yourself and your family's future, you can only ask yourself that question. What are we going to do with these people? The biggest question, in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games as a solution for more. It's already happening. Uh, in, 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 in under different titles, different headings, you see more and more people spending more and more time or uh, uh, solving their inner problems with uh, uh, drugs and computer games, both legal drugs and illegal drugs. If you look at Japan today, and Japan is maybe 20 years ahead of the world in, in everything, and you see all these new social phenomenon of, of people having relationships with virtual, uh, virtual spouses, and you have people who never leave the house and, and just live through computers. I think once you're superfluous, you don't have power. Uh, again, we are used to the age of the masses of the 19th and 20th century, where we, all, where you, we saw all these successful, uh, massive uprisings, revolutions, revolts. So we, we, got, we are used to thinking about the masses as powerful. But this is basically a 19th century, a 20th century phenomenon. I don't think that the masses, even if they, they somehow organize themselves, uh, stand much of a chance. We are not in, in, in Russia of 1917 or in, uh, uh, or in 19th century Europe. What we are talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, the, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, uh, changes. That is, 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 is optional. Again, and if you think about it from the viewpoint of the poor, it looks terrible. Because you hear that? It looks terrible. What are they going to do with all these useless people? Well, the only solution here is, um, well, clearly it's just, it's drugs and video games. We almost should have, uh, when we played that, we should have paused it after each point because he only made three points there, basically. Uh -huh. um, first point was uh, drugs, video games, artificial spouses. Um, that was that was the first three. Mm -hmm. um, well, you got to give them a sense of fulfillment. I mean, that's why we were talking about digital mm -hmm. babies and, and moving around. The, like this is the lead advisor to Klaus Schwab. And this guy's been praised by the likes of Barack Obama, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg uh, and, and these types. This is what they think of us. This is what they think they're going to give everybody to give you a sense of purpose and a sense of fulfillment because they're going to strip everything else away from us. Yeah, because um, I'm I'm one of those in the video game world. Not what he's saying as far as medicating themselves with video games and whatnot. Um, that's the hobby that I choose to do. Uh, that's my entertainment, my TV, if you will, or movies. But I interact with some of those people that he's talking about. And uh, a lot of times those kind of people that are, that are medicating themselves with drugs or, or video games or whatever, it's usually because their life is um, not satisfying. So they're numbing the pain. It's not because they get satisfaction or they get um, um, no, they, they don't get 
Yeah, they don't get fulfillment from that. But no. that's the whole point of the metaverse, in my opinion. They're wrecking everything in reality to make that so awful for you to want to live in that you'll run into that artificial space that they create to give you a happier feeling as opposed to the miserable hell that they've created out here. I mean, that's what television is. That's what movies, um, books, those, that's what those are. It's, it's a means for you to disconnect from reality, dream, use your imagination, you know, to play with different ideas, uh, be it political, economic, uh, science, you know, th th there's all kinds of different themes there. It's all for uh, more of our artsy creative side and, and, and for us to, to unwind, detach. It's almost, it's almost like when, when you sleep, you, you enter REM sleep and, and that's typically when you have like dreams and whatnot. And that's how your mind uh, recoups, uh, processes, um, um, repairs itself, right? That, that's how you stay sane basically. Video games, movies, all the stuff that we use for entertainment, it's kind of the same thing. It, it, it gets us disconnected from the grind of reality, especially what we've created it uh, to be. But saying that we do those things for fulfillment, or that's what we're going to do is do those things for fulfillment. Um, being someone that partakes in video games a lot, there's not fulfillment there. Video game companies have become so attached to the idea of producing a product to make money versus producing a product that tells a great story or um, is enjoyable to the player. You can find enjoyment in, in many games today, but finding finding those gems that are, you know, have great writing, great story, great voiceover, great gameplay, that's hard to come by. But even when you do find those, you're not being fulfilled. You're being entertained. That, that, that's completely different. It, it's, it's the difference of... of well, this is kind of a religious concept that we teach, but it's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is fleeting. That, that's a temporary feeling. Joy is some, something that is supposed to be rooted in you, that does not go away no matter what the hardship is or whatever. It's always something that's, that's you know, at, at your core, at your heart, if you will, right? That, that, that's kind of this. It, 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 video games is entertainment. It's, it's fleeting. It's, it's a temporary high. Whereas fulfillment, that is something that lasts for a long time. And video games don't give you a sense of purpose. I mean, they're, they're talking about, no. uh, Harari's well, talking about this sense of purpose. But they, don't, they really don't give you a sense of purpose. I mean, as you said, it's entertainment, but it's not long-term fulfillment. It's a short-term thing. Do you disagree with that? I, I do in a sense, because there is an element of, if you get into video games that are very team-oriented, and have like a clan, group, community, whatever, and you become a part of that community, it's just like in real life. When you're a part of a community and you have a job in that community and people rely on you, there is an element of um, kind of fulfillment, kind of okay. purpose in yeah, that yeah, sense, I but it's not, yeah, yeah. but again, it's not, it's not the same as, as in real life. It's, it's an entertainment type of Mm -hmm. purpose. So it's not like long-term sustained, but you can form connections and whatnot in those communities. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I get it. I guess in that sense, yeah, you're, you're right on that, but it wears out. 
as in like your attention span, the human attention span doesn't go long term, as you said. So, for example, if you look at the video game world itself, and I, I mean, I don't want to drift too far into that, but uh, if you want to look at the video game world itself, it's just like the movie industry. It's just like the music industry and, and everything else right now, the television industry. It's part of the entertainment industry. That's what it is. It's interactive entertainment. And what it does right now, it's suffering from the same problems as the movie industry, as the TV industry, as the music industry. They're out of ideas. They're just remaking all the stuff that they made 15, 20 years ago like they're doing with movies, like they've been doing with movies for quite some time. Look at Call of Duty, those shoot 'em up video games. Look at Call of Duty. They can't come up with anything new. People have lost interest in that. One of the other big ones that was big back in the day, I remember when I was just getting out of high school, was Halo. That was a big thing because the Xbox had just launched uh, not long after that, and everybody wanted one. You know, I mean, it was the big fad. Everybody wanted one of those things. That was the thing. Everybody wanted to play that. Now you don't even hear about it. So I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll disagree a bit, uh, and that's uh, because I don't. I don't think we're running out of ideas necessarily. Because uh, I, I feel like if we're running out of ideas, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have the great stories. You wouldn't have the great storytelling of many game companies that they they can do. There are game companies out there that do a good job of making uh, a good story driven game. That's you know has decent gameplay. You know it's a bit clunky. There's, there's some games that have clunkiness to them, but you know uh, other players usually fix that with mods and whatnot. But my point is, um, I think it comes down to the greed of the company. When you look at games like EA, for example, or Microsoft as as big examples. And these are all um, the WEF companies, like Klaus Schwab companies. Yeah. All these people, they're yeah. all on board with this this whole agenda that we see, this woke agenda, all of them. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll throw in, since I did EA and the, uh, Microsoft, I'll throw in Blizzard and Activision as well in those, because, you know, Call of Duty, WoW, uh, or what World of Warcraft, for those that are uncultured. Mm -hmm. Those games, the companies... I think they have good crews, like the teams they have are wanting to produce a game that people enjoy, tell a story, those kind of things. But investors are like, no, Call of Duty, when, when Black Ops came out, that was like one of the best selling Call of Duties. Make that again. Do that again. So they just copy and paste the same thing they did before to try to get the, the same sales that they got last time. And it, it, it's it's just rehashing the same old, same old. And it, it it's... They're just trying to milk it. And yeah. I, I think that's the big problem is is corporate greed. Yeah. Well, anyway, that doesn't fix the underlying problem. And, and the underlying problem is, is how are you going to give people a sense of long-term fulfillment? Leave them alone. That's the best way to do it. Leave them alone and let them live their lives. Don't try and administer their lives. Don't try and micromanage their lives. Don't try and force something else upon them in the marketplace of ideas and in the marketplace of economics, you fools. It's exactly what you said in your earlier point. How can these people be supposedly this smart and this stupid? I was asking the same question about Klaus Schwab when I played that clip of him praising China and whatever it, what he was doing to their uh, Xinhua news agency the other day. I said, how can this man be so intelligent in the academic field and be that damn stupid? It's like that. This is like the biggest dichotomy that I cannot even wrap my head around with these people. Noah Harari is supposed to be like he's a historian by academic uh, credential. He's supposed to be like this, uh, this enlightened character. I think this guy's a fool. So I, I don't remember who said this. This is this was a while back. 
it's been so long ago. But anyway, I remember hearing uh, a quote, basically, or a, a defining of intelligence and wisdom. And wisdom also kind of encompassing common sense. Um, intelligence is knowing what to do, how to do it. Wisdom is knowing when. So it, it, it's more that that's basically what we're running into is you have all these intelligent people. They know all the information. They just don't know when and where to use that information. They don't know how to use that information correctly. And, and that, that, so I think that's what's 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 happening with culture. And, and we call it common sense, but it's not common sense. It's wisdom. Uh, th- those are those are uh, interchangeable terms. Uh, and, and at least here in, in the U.S., those are kind of in, interchangeable terms. But it's it's wisdom. We're we're losing out on on that on that wisdom of the um, past generations. Um, and I, you know, it's not even necessarily like traditions and those kind of things. There are traditions that we did that um, you know we can do away with that had no purpose. But then there's other traditions that we did that there's actually some wisdom there. There's actually a purpose for those. I mean, uh, as an example, uh, the holiday season when we have Christmas and Thanksgiving and all those kind of things. You know, uh, okay, you 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 have uh, the Christians say, okay, Christmas is about uh, Jesus' birth, and then you have anybody else that just says, well, it's a time to get together and share presents. But the underlying thing, no matter what you believe in that, the underlying tradition is it's teaching you how to give, you, you, to be a generous person, and it's getting families and friends together and enjoying one another's company. I, I feel like those are two very important things that needed to be passed down from generation to generation. Those are those are components of the Western culture's heart, spirit, if you will. And that's kind of being lost. And I don't mean to say Christmas and Thanksgiving and whatnot is being lost and we're losing that. That's not what I mean. I'm meaning those core principles of what they meant is being lost. And we're seeing that evident in, in culture today and in uh, like how businesses and governments and everything functions. It, it, it's all a loss of those wisdoms, those past traditions that we had or, or um, what we valued has changed over the years. And, and it, it, this, is, this is where we are. This is, this is what it's resulted in. So what we talked about yesterday in relation to that, which uh, you're, you're spot on, but it, in that point, when we talked yesterday about mass formation, we listened to Matthias Desmond, when we listened to him, and he was talking about mass formation, he says these institutions are already on self-destruct. He says, and they'll get further and further into that self-destruction, and they'll just, like, they'll eventually get to the point where it's just spiraling out of control, and, like, they're already killing each other, and it's going to be even worse in the future. How long do you think that that process will take? Because all these corporations that we're talking about, I mean, we, we were talking about the the tech companies and everything else. All these corporations we're talking about, the ones you just mentioned, they're all on board with this ESG stuff. And that's rejected by the masses that Harari says are irrelevant, the useless class of people. That would be us. We reject that idea. We reject them over that idea. And they're on self-destruct. Actually, the manifestation of Harari is a very good indication that they are on self-destruct because that's an insane individual. That man belongs in a straitjacket in a padded room somewhere, whacked out on Thorazine, screaming at a wall. And if this were the 1950s, that's where he would be. But how long? What's the time span with this? Because the corporations, I mean, we're getting all the woke ideology stuff here. But in the other parts of the world where these corporations have subsidiaries and have foreign offices, they're not getting the woke agenda there. Case in point, the Middle East, they're not getting the treatment in the Middle East like we're getting here. If you look at the corporate pages, just go to their Twitter feeds of any of those. Go to like Bethesda, Cisco Systems, Mercedes-Benz, BMW. Go to those Twitter pages here 
and then go to those same Twitter feeds in the Middle East and see if you can spot the difference. So how long is it? How long is it? How long do you think they have? Seven and a half years. Funny, that takes us right to 2030. Yeah. I, I honestly, uh, joking aside, um, it, to, to really put a pinpoint, to put something on there that I think is accurate, you know, to, to, it's difficult to say because we, we've seen this over the, this has been, this has been a long time coming. Uh, the, the state we're in now, um, since I was born, you look at the stuff that happened back in the 80s, the movies, the music, all of that, and how decadent things have become over the years since then. It's accelerating. I don't know that we've hit terminal velocity yet, so I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't. Like, literally, I thought the economy should have collapsed years ago. Like, full-on Great Depression-level collapse. We, we should have seen that years ago, based on the data we've seen so far, with the trillions, hundreds of trillions of dollars we have in debt. I, I, the other one that baffles me, Japan. Japan is something, uh, something like 230 260% uh, in debt over their GDP. So 236%, 260%, somewhere in that range, percent of their GDP is debt. Yes. As a matter and of fact, they haven't I think seen hyperinflation. I think that's going to be when the financial collapse starts, which I believe it's going to start here in Germany. I think it's going to start with Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank has 100 trillion in derivatives on its books. They have 100 trillion in exposure. Think about that for just a minute. Think about how massive that is. The US supposedly has, what are we like? Uh, what are we? Are we 30 trillion now? 30 trillion in the hall. 140, yeah, 140 based on the 140. Uh, the, yeah, remember the, the papers that came out from oh, 2008 yes. to 2012? Yes, yes, yes. I'm talking yeah. about publicly. Like 100. That, that's, okay. Yeah, that's publicly, behind the scenes. I'm well, talking about publicly. Yeah, publicly, publicly, we're at 40 trillion. Yeah. 40 trillion. Okay. So publicly, <laughs> Deutsche Bank, that's one institution. That's not a country. That's yeah. one institution. Yeah. All of this should have ended. This party that they're having down there in Switzerland, this party should have ended in 08. That should have been curtains for these people. We wouldn't be here right now if, if that had happened. All of this would have been burned out. All these people would have gone away. All of their hopes for doing everything they're doing right now would have been gone. Case in point, what'd you get after the crash of 08? You got the H1N1 swine flu pandemic, didn't you? Think about that. Think about the timeline. And right after this one, right after you started to have countries pull away, you got COVID and the financial collapse will ensue. But I think it's going to start here with Deutsche and then it's going to spread to Tokyo. That's my call. Is it's going to spread to Tokyo uh, and then uh, it's yeah. going to go. It's going to go further. That would make sense. Because I mean, um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, what is the? Is it the yen is the Japanese yeah. currency? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure because I, I've I've um, because of the whole gaming world that I'm I'm involved in and everything. There's some, some people that I know of that live over in Japan. And uh, the the price of goods out there um, compared to here in yen and dollar is something they're like a hundred times. So for for one dollar, that's like one or or excuse me, one of their yen is like a penny for us basically. So if you buy a drink that costs you uh, three American dollars, it's like what 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 would it be like three hundred yen there? Uh, really, it'd be like four hundred because it's it's a little more than. It's like a, it's like uh, 130 ish or so, I, I believe. But so it's um, they're already hurting as far as that's concerned in comparison. But that's not hyperinflation. That's not like having a cup of coffee for like, you know, a million marks or whatever. It's not it's not hyperinflation yet. So I, I don't understand how I, I, I just don't get it. It, it doesn't make sense that we're seeing they're they're double 
what Weimar Republic was when it collapsed. They're double the debt and I, they haven't collapsed. This, this makes no sense mathematically. It makes no sense historically. Um, now the euro all of this be has here. to be no the the euro shouldn't be here the dollar shouldn't be here like all of this no. as as we said all of this should have gone bust uh, so i i don't know so uh, back to the question of how, how many years is left in this i i don't know there's so many things that are violating uh physics if you will in in terms of economics and everything i i, I don't know this this is so I, I, well, I think if the yeah, market are we living collapses, in a simulation, <laughs> you might think so. Yeah, like, well, we saw what what came out of the uh, the WHO and the, the United Nations last week. We must be living in a simulation. But yeah, I don't think, world. yeah, I don't think that collapsing the market right now would be like if they pulled the plug on it and everything goes. I, I think that they would lose all control. They're trying to bring everything down in a controlled collapse so they can come out on top of it. That's what they hope to achieve here. But quite frankly, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to because historically, but I'm just speaking historically because we're not in normal times here. Historically, like I said, all of this would have gone bust. All of this would have been reorganized and restructured, but it would have been done on our terms back then, not this. But they're trying to reorganize everything on their terms, and they're trying to set the way into the future on their terms. That's why they want to get rid of capitalism. They want to bring in this stakeholder capitalism garbage. I just had a, a, a dark thought. Uh, so, so, so bear with me a second. What if all of this, it, it, that's kind of the, the public, that's what they're telling us. Is it, it, it basically they're they're trying to do a controlled descent, right? That that's that's the public, but in every other avenue, in every other area, anytime they tell us publicly this is what they're doing, it's a lie. They're doing something else. So what if that's true here? And what they're telling us is we're doing a controlled descent. When in reality, what they're doing is they're burning all the fuel off in the aircraft. And they're about to pull up as hard as they can so that aircraft completely stalls and goes straight into a nosedive and smashes down as hard as possible. Uh, what if it's something like that that they're trying to do? They're trying be. to make this as painful as possible. Could be. It's entirely possible. These people, there's only one meaning to you'll own nothing. There's only one thing that means. That's what their intentions are. So if that means stripping everything. They're going to take your bank accounts. They're going to take your retirements. I mean, hell, the retirement the retirement money's already gone. That's been gone. That's been gone for years. They stole all that in 08. You think you actually have a pension sitting in there? What do you think would happen? And I've said this many times before. What do you think would happen if publicly people were told that you have no pension fund, you have no retirement, there's no, so whatever we call it in the US, there's no social security, there's no pension in the UK, there's no pension in Europe, there's no retirement. What do you think would happen? Do you think that people are going to give a damn about COVID and social distancing and mask requirements then? No. Do you think people are going to care about politics then? Do you think they're going to care about political agendas then? You think they're going to care about waving Ukraine flags then? I seriously doubt it. Well, no. Inflation is Putin. That that the, the gas right, prices Putin, because yeah. of Putin. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Von der Leyen said the other day that well, they have to buy Russian gas because if they don't, then they'll get profits somewhere else. Uh, by the way, Russia just defaulted on their bond payments. I don't know if that's significant. I don't know if anybody cares about that, but uh, Russia just defaulted on their bond payments. All of their bond payments, I might add. It's kind of a big deal. I was asking about how long until these people get completely insane. How long? What's the time frame? Bill Gates 
has hailed the incredibly quick creation of the first mRNA vaccines. And he is now advocating for developing, manufacturing, and injecting vaccines even faster next time. Yes, because um, the only logical conclusion is we have to continue injecting you with an experimental drug, an ex experimental uh, gene therapy. We didn't quite get it right last time. It, it wasn't doing the, the, the mutations that we wanted in your genome. So we're going to have to continue experimenting until we find the right concoction, the right mix, so that we can effectively alter your genome. And then once we have that down pat, we're going to have a new, um, I don't know, bird pox. Uh, I don't know, some, some new you know, COVID 2030 or whatever, whatever the next thing is. And then you're going to get all jabbed up and psych, it wasn't actually a vaccine. It was a, a genetic mutation. And they just made you dumber or they just Whoops. made you um, complicit or something. Whoops. And then, yeah, well, what are you going to do about it? You, you, you willfully took the vaccine, quote unquote vaccine. All right. You got anything else? <sighs> no, no, that was uh, quite, uh, quite a bit darker than intended. I mean, I think it was a good conversation overall. I mean, we're talking about digital babies, talking about digital families and fulfillment and, and how you're going to be fulfilled yeah. in, in the metaverse. Every, everybody's clamoring for their new digital yes. Tamagotchi baby. Yeah. 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 When, when in fact, there's nothing but reports of sexual assaults going on in the metaverse. <laughs> so who really wants to go in there anyway? I, mean, I, I was actually, it, did I tell you, I was talking to one of our woke buddies the other day in Ireland and I said, hey, you've been in the metaverse yet? And he said, oh, no. No, I'm not going in there. And I said, well, why not? And he says, it's just stupid. I said, well, hang yeah, on a minute. Yeah. Like, here's a guy who is on board with the whole COVID agenda and is is like a CNN disciple. OK, like it's that bad. And literally in the belly of the beast. Yes. And and is and is all this Ukraine Zelensky, rah, 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 all of it. Right. And I ask him about the metaverse and he says, that's oh, just stupid. I'm not going in there. And I said, you're not serious. And he says, oh, yeah. I said, what about your kids? What do they think of it? No, I don't want them in there at all. He said, that's just, that's ridiculous. They don't like it either. That's yeah, kind of a key uh, component, is it not? You need that crowd. That's the mass formation crowd. You need that crowd in there. Yeah. And that's an open rejection. I, I'm, I, I'm still, I still find that hilarious. I do too. Yeah, it's, it's they're, really they're, funny. They're trying to push the metaverse and people are having sexual harassment. I will say this real quick. Um, to uh, what's his face, uh, the... Klaus's uh, butt buddy. Um, Harari, oh, excuse yeah. me, his 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 uh, secondhand advisor. man. Yeah, spiritual. Uh, advisor. Yes, yeah. advisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to his point about um, seeing like uh, the the Japanese dudes hooking up with artificial, you know, fake. Uh, uh, one of them I I seen recently. There was just a wedding of a dude married a Vocaloid, and uh, um, I forget what the, the Vocaloid's name is. Anyway, to be fair, because of all the feminist BS that's happened, the the femi uh, the feminazis that are out there, I honestly, if that's going to be the 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 trend going forward, and you're going to continue beating down men and saying you're basically have no worth to society, if you're going to continue that policy, then I, it's no surprise that dudes are going to turn to artificial intelligence or sex bots or just their. Uh, favorite hand uh, uh, it's no surprise because i mean seriously uh, uh, why would you want to deal with a femi feminazi there's porn out there i mean it, it's it's societally acceptable i mean yeah but 
the the women's emancipation movement wholeheartedly funded, organized, and executed by the Rockefeller Foundation. Yeah, they're they're, they're causing the problem and pre- presenting you with the solution at the same time. Yep, the whole point was to destroy the family. Same thing with Planned Parenthood. Margaret Singer, my God, are you serious? That woman got awards, like top awards from the Nazis in the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute. Look it up. Again, that organization, guess where that funding came from? The Rockefeller Foundation. Is anybody seeing a problem here? Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, who was at the top of that organization for a good number of years? It was Bill Gates's father. Anyway, all right, we're going to have to go. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, if you like the podcast you're listening to, we do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends, just five friends. If you know someone you're trying to wake up, you know someone you're trying to get to think on their own, we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.